Second Kings, Second Kings chapter six, verse twenty-four. Message translation. We'll start from verse twenty-four. Second Kings chapter six, verse twenty-four. Please read with me. At a later time, church, please read with me. At a later time, this Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, pulled together his troops and launched a siege on Samaria. They brought on a terrible famine, so bad that food prices soared as strong. Am I reading alone? I'm reading too fast. <laughs> okay, sorry. This brought on a terrible famine, so bad that food prices soared as Yeah. 
will die. So let's take our chances in the camp of Arab and throw ourselves on their mercy. If they receive us, we will live. If they kill us, we will die. We've got nothing to lose. So after the sun went down, they got up and went to the camp of Aram. When they got to the edge of the camp, surprise, not a man in the camp. The master had made the army of Aram hear the sound of horses and the mighty army on the march. They told one another, the king of Israel hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to attack us. Panicked, they ran for their lives through the darkness, abandoning tents, horses, donkeys, the whole camp just as it was, running for their lives. These four lepers entered the camp and went into a tent. First they ate and drank, then they grabbed silver, gold and clothing, and went off and did it. They came back, entered another tent, and looted it, again hiding their plunder. Finally they said to one another, we shouldn't be doing this. This is a day of good news, and we are making it into a private party. If we wait around until morning, we'll get caught and punished. Come on, let's go tell the news to the king's palace. So they went and called out at the city gate, telling what had happened. We went to the camp of Arab and surprised the place was deserted. Not a soul, not a sound. Horses and donkeys left together and tents abandoned as they were. The gatekeepers got the word to the royal palace, giving them the whole story. Roused in the middle of the night, the king told his servants, Let me tell you what Arab has done. They knew they were, that we were starving, so they left camp and have been in the field, thinking, When they come out of the city, we'll capture them alive and take the city. One of his advisors answered, Let some men go and take five of the horses left behind. The worst that can happen is no worse than what would happen to the whole city. Let's send them and find out what's happened. They took two chariots with horses. The king sent them after the army of Pharaoh with the others, scout them out, found, and find out what happened. They went after them all the way to the Jordan. The whole way was strewn with clothes and equipment that Aaron had dumped in their marriage flight. The scouts came back and reported to the king. The people then entered the camp of Aram. Food prices dropped overnight. A handful of meal for a shepherd, two handfuls of bread for a shepherd. God's word to the letter. Every prophecy of God over your life will come to pass in the name of Jesus. It will come to pass to the letter in the name of Jesus. The king ordered his attendants, the one he did come for support, to be in charge at the city gates. The people turned into a mob, poured through the gates, trampling him to death. It was exactly what the holy man had said when the king had come to see him. Father, we ask that it be all of you and none of man. As we are about to be fed of your word, O oh Lord, come and take absolute control. May your name alone be glorified in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. On your way to your sister, your neighbor, every prophecy over your life. It will come to pass with the next. God will make you laugh. If you believe that, shout Amen like thunder. Pardon me for such a lengthy story, but it is a story filled with many lessons, filled with many benefits for us to take from.
Remember one of, one, of, one of the ones that touched me most was when the king, the whole king, the chief in sea, commander in chief of the land, when he, a, a woman called him and said, Oh, king, help me. What did the king answer? If God cannot help you, then what can I do? Brethren, know that in this life, that thing that God cannot help you do, nobody else can help you. Presidents cannot help you. Prime minister cannot help you. So what should you do to get to enjoy the benefits of this? Seek for that God, the only one that can help you. Christ told us, without me, you can do nothing. So if you want to do something, if you want to do everything, know that your help, your only help, comes from God. From whence comes our help, brethren? Our help comes from the Lord Most High. Let that be your guiding step every, every moment of the day. Let that be your companion every moment of the day. Amen? Amen. One other thing we should take very important, brethren. Beware of the voices you listen to. Beware of what that woman said. Bring your son. Let us eat him. Tomorrow, we will cook my own and eat. And the foolish woman brought her son. And they ate. The man must survive. And then the following day, when it was the turn of this other woman, she hid her own son. Beware of the voices you listen to. Beware of the people you run to. When you have issues in your life, beware of the people you go to confine in. Beware that one you think is your best friend might be an agent of the enemy to deceive you. That one you think is worldly wise, knows how to go about this thing. That advice that person gives you may put you into trouble. I remember when David's son had useless feelings for his own sister. He went to his cousin who thought who they thought was walking wise, who knew how to get things done. And instead of the cousin to advise him, remove your eyes from your sister. The cousin advised him on how to trick his sister, and that cost him his life. And that cost him his throne. That was David's first son, who would have been the heir apparent to the throne. And that's Wrong advice costing everything. Beware of the voices you listen to. Tell your neighbor, beware of the voices you listen to. It is not every voice that is meant to obey. Sometimes it is the voices, it doesn't have to be physical. The voices that come into your head in situations, and something is prompting you, prompting you, prompting you. As beware, the Bible says, test every spirit. Rebuke the devil and he will flee from you. When any negative thoughts, any careless thoughts, comes to your mind, thoughts that you realize immediately is not of the Lord. Rebuke it. Beware of the voices you listen to. Beware of, because this is push you. A young boy, a, a teenager, under 20 years old, raised a very old woman, and I was arrested and was given a very long prison sentence. And when somebody went for prison ministry and saw him there, he asked him what happened. The young man said, a voice kept telling him to do it, to do it. Something he could never ever have imagined in his life. A voice kept telling him to do it. A voice kept telling him to do it. And he did it. And see where he landed. Beware of the voices you listen to. Whether physical or in your brain. Whether physical or spiritual. Whether you are seeing the person or you are reading it online or it is in your brain. Tell your neighbor, beware of the voices you listen to. Also, brethren, one other thing I like about that person. When the Lord on whose arm the king rested, heard the prophecy, he doubted. 
He doubted. He doubted the prophet. Brethren, never doubt God. Test every spirit. That's what the Bible says. But never doubt God. Sarah doubted God. She was lucky. God looked at her and said, this is Abraham's wife. I will let her, I will let it be. Zachariah doubted God. And he became deaf and dumb. Beware. When sometimes maybe you see some a prophecy over your life or a testimony, you see a testimony on NSVPD or anywhere, and you begin to calculate it, use your human knowledge to say, how could this happen? That is when that comes in. But my Bible tells me in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe in God and it will be well with you. Believe your prophet and you will prosper. Test every spirit, but as far as you know, this one is coming from the throne of grace. Let it ginger you. Let's take it as you have heard from God. Do not doubt. In such situations, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I decree over your life, that thing you fear will not happen in the name of Jesus. Believe your prophet, brethren. That thing you fear will never happen in the name of Jesus. Stand still and see the salvation of God in the name of Jesus. Believe me today, brethren, God will make you laugh. God will give you victory. Over that challenge, your laughter is guaranteed. My God will make you laugh. If you believe it, shout amen like thunder. And as you do this, brethren, remember, the Lord on whose... Uh, the portion we recall him, the attendant on whom the king went to support us all, laid the authority for support. He just opened his mouth and blabbed rubbish. There are so many of us that don't know how to talk. <laughs> Before you know it, you see something and you have opened your mouth and blotted rubbish. And that's exactly what happened. This young man blotted rubbish. Never use your tongue to challenge God. He was quick to blot his mouth. Don't be quick to speak. Don't use your human wisdom to analyze prophecy. A few months ago, someone was trying to reach me. Hey, how can I reach Pastor Jerry? I said, what's the problem? He said, a friend of his on the WhatsApp group began to say a lot of rubbish about Pastor Jerry. And now the person is in a critical condition, dying. And how, how, how is it? And he said, the person is convinced in his mind. That the reason why he's going to do what he's going to do is what he used his own mouth to say against the prophet. And so, brethren, let us beware of what we say. The attendant opened his mouth and said rubbish. Maybe he was trying to feel cool. He, he was trying to chill with the big boys. He was trying to open his mouth and say rubbish. He just put it out. And look at what happened to him. Thank God for this young man now. My friend, I called him this morning and said, you know what? He said, yes, he made an effort and apologized to the prophet of God and that he's fine now. Mm-hmm. Brethren, that was one of them say that this surrender from whom the king made. This man said this thing will happen. It has already happened. You are seeing it. Brethren, if you were me, I would leave everything and go and start looking for the prophet whatever he was. I will drop everything and go and try and make restitution. But this man, he said he was looking for position. The king gave him position and said, You attend to this place, make sure that 
this, this, and he saw office there, he saw an opportunity to still chill with the big boys. Instead of looking for God to bear, rather than not make mistakes in life, let us immediately trace our steps backward. It is not even just about doubting prophecy or speaking bad about a prophet. Whenever you make a mistake in life, I was telling somebody the other day, we are not assistants, we are not there to teach Jesus. We are human beings, we are flesh and blood. You might find yourself in a situation where you have made a mistake. Immediately you realize this. Run back to God and beg. Immediately you, Bible says, even if your skin, if your sin be like scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. Even if that mistake you made is the worst mistake, even if you kill somebody, make every effort to go back to your God in prayer. Kneel down to Him. Use that. Don't wait until you get home. Immediately it dawns on you. You go to Him in prayer. When you err, confess immediately. We all make mistakes in life. Yesterday we are telling Abraham's message. Abraham's message. Ladies and gentlemen, Abraham was not perfect. But every time he made a mistake, he went back to his God in prayer. We all know that David was called the man after God's own heart. Brethren, David was our daughter. David was a mother. But every time he did something bad, he would cry and go to God himself. He would cry. And go to God with a complete and a changed mind. And one thing we must not allow David, no matter how bad he was, I never heard anything of him repeating that badness. So when you commit that commission and go to God in prayer, as you are praying, promise him. Promise him you will not do it again. I remember the day I got one day and I told God, Father, if I ever go back to this lifestyle, kill me. I told my friend, and he said he went too far. I said, if I didn't do that, maybe I'll tell them to go back. When you make a mistake, confess, he will forgive you. But the time in your heart that you will not go back to it. Even the dog will not go back to his forgiveness. Amen. That's the mistake the Lord on whose arm the king rested made. Instead of running to, okay, I can't find Elisha. Forget Elisha, go to God in prayer. He did it. And when the good news came, when the joyful news came, when the laughter came, he did not enjoy it. You will not miss your laughter in the name of Jesus. Nothing will deprive you of your laughter in the name of Jesus. Nothing will deny you of your laughter in the name of Jesus. One thing I love about this portion that we read, I love the faith of these four members. I love their conviction. They took the step of faith. They looked at their situation. We are outcasts. We are not wanted by our people. We have been chased out of this people. Have not us out of this city, knowing that the enemy is in front. They don't want the enemy to kill us. If you go back, even if you find our way back into the city, hunger will kill us. And if we stand there, hunger will kill us. Then let us go. Let us step forward. Let us take the step of faith. Maybe these people will have left over to give us it. And they took the step of faith. And they took the step of faith. Not knowing that as they were taking that step of faith, the Lord was walking in their faith. Not knowing that they, as they were taking that step of faith, the Lord was aligning things to work out for them. Not knowing that as they were taking that step of faith, the Lord was ahead of them walking. Brethren, even when you don't see it, he's walking. Even when you don't feel it, he's walking. Even when it seems as if nothing is walking in your life, 
That God that created you, that God that you serve, He is working. Tell your neighbor, He is working. And he, told, he promised us that we will go and help us and make the wicked way But we will not find that if we stand one place. If you say your comfort zone, how will you know that the wicked way has become straight? Take the step of faith. That's what these lepers did. They took the step of faith. And what happened? As they took the step of faith, God amplified their steps. As four lepers were marching, and the enemies heard a noise of different armies from different kingdoms. As they stepped, God magnified, God amplified, God raised, God hyped, God lifted their steps up. Only four lepers and a whole army ran scampered for their life. As they were running, they were throwing away their goods. As they were running, they did not even remember their food, their gold, their everything. Four lepers. As you take that step of faith today, the Lord will amplify your steps in the name of Jesus. As you take that step of faith, the Lord will magnify your steps in the name of Jesus. As you take that step of faith, it shows him that, yes, this one trusts me. This one knows that I have work for him. And you know God, our God can never leave us. He can never forsake us. He is not man that he can lie. He is there anything too hard for God to do. So no matter that situation you find yourself in, take the step of faith. Be like the four lepers. These four lepers were downtrodden. They didn't have nothing. They were outcasts in the society. But in the twinkle of an eye, because they took the first the step of faith, they became rich people. They became famous people. They became all their The people that chased them away were starving of hunger. But they were eating and jollifying. That would be your question in the name of Jesus. As you take the step of faith, as the Lord magnifies your step before the whole world, people that you do not know, people you never expected to come in contact, they will be the ones calling you in the name of Jesus. As you take that step of faith, whatever the head that will call you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. As you take that step of faith, as you believe God and move on, people you are chasing after will be the ones chasing after you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, take the step of faith. And as you take your step of faith, God will begin to break protocols for you. As you take that step of faith, God will begin to align things for you. As you take that step of faith, things will start working in your favor. That is your portion in the name of Jesus. This for the past. They were not very rich. They were not very wealthy. They were very rich. But their people didn't know. And then by the time they went back, I told the people, look, 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 look at what's happening. We have good news. Instead of talking to just the gate men, yes, it was the gate men, they, they were in charge of affairs. But after the gate men, they joined protocol. They were now dealing one on one with the king. Hey, king, I'm telling you, these people have run away. King said, no, these people have planned. They said, king, we have seen. King, look at this apple. I'm eating an apple, a whole bunch of bananas. Look at it, look at it. Yes. They have not given the king, the attendant, on whose hand the king gave was too small for them to deal with. When God works out for you, those people that are doing Shakara for you now, they will be too small for you to deal with in the name of Jesus. Seem as if they have the power now. That seem as if they are the mountain before your happiness. That seem as if they are the mountain before your life. They will be the ones seeking for how you help the people of God in the name of Jesus. They will be too small for you to deal with. You will deal with their superiors in the name of Jesus. God will break protocols for you in the name of Jesus. What they say will last for eight weeks. You will have it in two weeks in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
And one thing we should realize, brethren, if God can use foreigners to save the whole kingdom, then there is nobody God cannot use. In the whole society, there are generals, there are attendants on whose army they There are ministers, there are governors. But it was foreigners that God used to bring solace to his people. For dirty thinking letters. They were the scum of the society. They have been kicked away, thrown away. They were rejected by even their own families. Their father, their mother, their children could not come near them. But God looked at them and said, This is the one I will use. These are the people I will use to save my people. Brother, let me tell you something. Everybody is important in God's eye. Our God is the one that uses the basket to fetch water, to push shame to the bucket, to tell the bucket that as your head is swelling, I can do this thing without you. Don't look at yourself and say, because I'm black, because I'm an immigrant, I cannot do that. Why? The one who owns the cattle upon a thousand mountains is your father. The one who says the earth is this and the fullness thereof is your father. So if he says he will do it for you, nobody can stop it. Nothing can limit it. The color of your skin cannot limit it. Your size cannot limit it. Your height cannot limit it. You look at yourself and say, I'm not pretty. Ah, nobody will find me. This starts when you have a great God that amplifies the footsteps of people. When you have a great God that works for you even when you're, you're, you, 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 you can't see. When you have a great God that does not sleep or slumber. That same God that used four lepers to save the whole kingdom. He will use you to save the whole kingdom in the name of Jesus. He will use you, you will come into a company. Once you are in that company, things will begin to turn around positively in that company in the name of Jesus. You will step into a church. Once you come into that church, things will blow up in the name of Jesus. You will step into a country, into a community. Once you step in, things will change in the name of Jesus. God can use anybody. So never ever do not be the one to use your mouth to limit yourself. When you have a God that amplifies your footsteps, when you have a God that advertises you to the world, tell your neighbor, God can use anybody. Never ever give up. I love these four lepers. They were not greedy. Anybody else, if you were you and me, I will pack and pack. And even cause for Israel and pick up that and go and back. I don't have time for those people that despise me, those people that chase me away. I will pack and pack and pack and then go my own way. They were not greedy, they were not vengeful. If it were you and I, we will pack and pack and pack and come on that day to come and take it and leave those people that chase us away. They say they are our family, they say they are our own blood. But they are there and say because that was at home, they never see, they chase me away. But no, they say no, we cannot afford. And then they ran and called their people and say, come and enjoy with us. Come and partake of the goodness of God. Come and enjoy because God has made us laugh. Really, the Lord will make you laugh in the name of Jesus. And when he makes you laugh, Please do not be too big. And when he makes you laugh, please do not be vengeful. Do not say, because when I called him to help me, 
needed money for my visa, he did not help me. I needed this, she did not help me. She says she's my elder sister. She has too much money, but I didn't get anything from her. Do not say that. God has made you laugh. Amen. Spread the laugh. Our people say, if God does Christmas for you, do Christmas for everybody around you. As God makes you laugh, make everybody around you laugh too in the name of Jesus. And my brethren, you remember this happened during the time of famine. And you ask yourself, why famine? Throughout the Bible, famine came always, especially when the children of Israel saved against God. When the children of Israel offended God, that's when God will turn their back against them. And that's when the enemy finishes them with famine. For we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So, by stretch, you are no man prepared. But if you offend the one that can protect you, the one that can make you smile, the one that can guarantee you laughter, and he turns his back to you, then I pity you. Because that's when the enemy will be mindset of you. Bible tells me that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Because when it comes in, God gives way. Light and darkness have nothing in common. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. If there be anything you are doing that is not right, if there be any lifestyle that you are living, that is not right. If there be anything, then this is the moment you, you retrace your step. You remove anything that can bring famine into your life. And God made you laugh. God will make you laugh if you remove every part of energy from your life. At this point, if you are not born again, if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, this is the best time to make that decision. To protect your laughter. Bible says, just when I was about to bless Israel, the sins of Ephraim were covered. Sin is what will stop your laughter. So if you are here, all heads bowed, all eyes closed, and you want to decide for Jesus today, then raise your right hand with me. Raise up your right hand. Let's see. If you are here and you want to give your life to Christ, if you are here and you do not have a relationship with God, this is the appointed time. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Raise up your right hand, brethren. And repeat after me, O oh Lord, forgive me my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I promise you today, I will not turn back to my faith. I will not turn back to my life of sin. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come and guide me every step. Come and direct me so that I may find favor on your side. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've said this decision, then welcome to the body of Christ. You are now born again. Do not let anything drag you back. Amen. And I'm led to do something to you. If there's any challenge that you're facing, God wants to make everyone under affliction laugh. Under any kind of affliction, God wants to make you laugh. Affliction of disease, affliction of 
finances, affliction of any challenge. If there's anyone here who is saying, this mountain before me, I need God's intervention. Then quickly, please come out here and let's pray. Is it a health challenge? Is it a financial challenge? If there's anyone with a challenge that you need God to intervene in your life, come out quickly. Let's pray. Let's pray over it. your offering, package your offering package an offering that says God made me laugh 
God made me laugh. God made me laugh. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the evidence, the testimonies that will abound. In the mighty name of Jesus. On your seats, there's a white envelope, there's a brown envelope. The white envelope is for offering. The brown envelope is for tithes. Also, the bank account details of the church is on the screen. In this commission, we believe in this ministry. In this ministry, we believe in the ministry of the first fruit. Your first salary, your first profit for the year, it is for God. You might look at it and think it is hard. How can you do it? How will you survive? But just try God. Try God. Try God. Bible says, gather unto me. Gather my sins unto me who have made a covenant of sacrifice. When you make this sacrifice, you will see the work of God in your life. I make the sacrifice yearly. Yearly. I cannot come out here and preach what I do not do. So, it is not by force, but use it and try God. If you have packaged your offering, rise up, rise up. Your offerings, your tithes. One way you can win God's favor, one way you can hasten your, your, your good news, you can hasten your laughter, is by way of giving. This thing is not, not just giving, it's an offering. And an offering is what you offer unto a higher being. And you cannot offer unto God. And we say, Praise of your offering, stand on your feet. Father, I commit every offering into your care. We ask you, O Lord. We ask you, Father, for everyone that has given you today, O Lord. Give them evidence of your love in the name of Jesus. For our titles, O Lord, are all called in Ushi. We rebuke the devourer before them. We rebuke the devourer in their finances. We rebuke every plan of the enemy, O Lord. And for those unable to give, O Lord, for one reason or the other, God will ask you that you never will empower them so that next Sunday they will be able to give. We thank you also, God. May your name alone be glorified in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Invite them to church. 
so that they can experience what you're experiencing, so that you can believe that God that can do great things in your life. Amen? Amen? Is there anyone worshiping with us for the first time today? Please rise. Let's recognize you. Anyone worshiping with us for the first time It's a place where we serve God with all our heart, all our mind, and it is our delight to have you in our presence. I can see your husband there. He's all smiles. Welcome. Welcome. All I ask for you is to make this place your home. If it's not going to plan to church, make sure you are here every Sunday. Don't give us three months. Three months, and if you don't notice any positive changes in your life, feel free to move to any other Bible church. This is a church where we believe in the practical power of God. This is a church where we believe that what God cannot do in our lives does not exist. This is a church where miracles abound every day. This is a church where we carry out evidence every day. This is a church where God has promised to keep making us laugh. And that will be your portion too in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you look at the back, there's one of our pastors at the back. Please, please just follow him briefly and just it will give you a form, we need your details for two reasons, so we can keep in touch, and so we can keep you in our prayers. Amen? Our time is fast spent. Brethren, raise up your hand here if you have been fasting with us. The 21 days fast, today is day 14. Wow. If you haven't been fasting with us, you don't know what you're missing. Tomorrow is day 15, and during the fast, every evening by 4.30 UK time, log on to and the streams of joy channel on Facebook, on YouTube, and follow, follow the prayers. They are powerful and powerful prayers that are said. Meaningful for the theme of the day. Powerful prayers that will propel you. Let's make our time. And then after the prayers, maybe around 5 10, 5.20 at UK time, chill a bit, meditate. There's, there's a, there are prayers that I post every morning. When you receive them, just between those hours, that time and 6 o'clock when you can break. Just have your own personal time with our Lord and Savior. And I guarantee you, God will make you laugh in the name of Jesus. You cannot pass through this 21 days fast and remain the same. Believe me, I need my chance to say that. You cannot go through this 21 days fast and remain the same. And if you're here and have not joined, start your own tomorrow. Start your own tomorrow. Start your own tomorrow. And you will see the evidence in your life in the name of Jesus. And by reason of the 21 days prayers, our Friday non-denominational prayers can, will not hold for now until Upper Friday. This Friday is the last Friday. Coming Friday is the last Friday in the 21 days. So just endeavor to be in during those prayers. Amen? NSPP, if you're here and you don't turn into NSPP every morning, you don't know what you're denying yourself. So make sure every morning 
you make every effort to tune in. Amen. 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 And your pastor, I am here for you 247. Feel free to reach me at any time for anything a pastor can do for his congregation. When you're rejoicing, let me be the first one. To, let me be the first one you call. When you're confused, when you're in sorrow, let me be the first one to call. And I guarantee you, once you come to me, whatever we discuss is just personal between me and you and our God in heaven. And every prayer we say, brethren, you don't know what your pastor's been away for three days since Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We ran out to one secluded area in Northern Ashland just to be alone in God's presence for your sakes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, many of us left the ashes just to make our time to pray. And we went there to say the personal prayers. We were praying for this church. We were praying for you. And coming out of that prayer, you will see the evidence in the name of Jesus. The Lord is taking this church to higher levels in the name of Jesus. New dimensions, evidence everywhere, miracles everywhere. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So whenever you have an issue, call me. Any prayer we say. Christ said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. When we say a prayer together, any word I speak over your life will come to pass in the name of Jesus. It will not end the way the enemy planned it. You will have the last laugh. The devil will not have the last laugh over your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we rise for our closing formalities? But before we close, this morning, in my time of prayers, I was preparing for service this morning. God gave me a message for you people. And I had to write it down immediately, and I'm reading it verbatim, the way God said it to me. He said, imagine the four lepers. They were downtrodden. They were outcasts in the society. But I made them have the last laugh. Tell my people, believe in me, trust in me, and I will make you have the last laugh. And he said, those with immigration challenges, it may seem there is no hope. The picture may appear gloomy, but if you only trust in me, listen to me alone, and not to the voices of people around you suggesting all man-made solutions, then I will break protocol for you. He said, and I quote, exactly as he said it, if I do not help you, who can help you? If God does not help you, who can help you? But God is our God. He's always eager to help us. This week we seek the help we need in the name of Jesus. This week, any person on whose front your document is, on whose front your happiness is, on whose temple your laughter is, that person will not know any rest until he makes you laugh in the name of Jesus. That thing you are waiting for, you have calculated, it may come around me, it may come around you.
name alone be glorified. Yes, 